distance. God is watching us. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. I'm Ellen, and with me, as always, my platonic life mate. Emily! <laughs> and you're probably wondering why the fuck were they just singing a Bette Midler song? Well, we thought um, it'd be funny. That's why we did it. You know why? Because our life is indeed a jukebox musical. musical and that's the topic of today yes good segue because i did not know how i was gonna get to that so you're very welcome so yeah we're gonna talk about our favorite jukebox musicals our least favorite jukebox musicals um, ones that we just found out existed and, and some we want to exist exactly and so yeah it's gonna be good because we Emily and I, we love musicals. This is our life. It's, we love musicals more than anything, yeah. and we love music more than anything. So when you combine music that we already know that we can listen to on the radio, and then have like an entire Broadway cast recording do it, there's yeah. nothing better. Exactly. Nothing better. Exactly. Because regular musicals are good, but have... there's just something special about a jukebox musical exactly. when it's done right. Exactly. Because it's songs you already know and like and then you get to hear a completely different interpretation of it and sometimes it's better than the original there it happens it happens sorry beatles sorry guys the universe listen there's nothing we can do exactly slapped what do you want me to do i didn't write it you know i wish i did brilliant uh so before we begin i figured let me give everyone a rundown of what a jukebox musical is exactly like i mentioned regular musicals they write songs in order to tie the story. But for a jukebox musical, they actually use songs that already exist in the real world. And for the most part, they pick songs that fit a certain theme, whether it's by one artist or it's a specific time period or genre, or they just do whatever they want. I don't know. Now, to cast on to they do whatever you want, there are a lot of jukebox music, and we'll get into them, yeah. that the plot makes no goddamn sense, especially since I've seen once, and we'll get into this later, that I've seen twice, two different times, at different uh, different consecutive parts of my life, I've seen this musical, and I, to this day, still don't fully understand it. But you know what? I like the tunes, so that's all that matters. Exactly. Sometimes you're just watching it because you know you're going to like the yeah. songs. That was me with... um. <laughs> Walking on Sunshine. God damn it, Walking on Sunshine. The walk that was terrible. Had some messy <clears throat> moments, but it's all 80s music, so. You can't really get mad at it. Lewis. Yeah, you can't. She was good in it. Yeah, she should have been the lead. She, I don't understand why she wasn't. For those of you who do not know, uh, one, it was a European, mostly, except I remember they were like British slash Australian. Yeah. Walking on Sunshine is about a girl who fell in love a year or so prior during summer, but she, you know, had to go back to school, so she let that go. Yeah. She finds out years later that her sister is now engaged to the love of her life, and she is there for the wedding. But, you know, of course, she's still in love with the guy, and the guy's still in love with her. Sister has no idea. The friends are there have no idea, yeah. and they're just singing about it. Yeah, they're just singing 80s songs. <laughs> Leona Lewis, I feel like her character would be cut and it really wouldn't make a difference. It really to the wouldn't. Story, which is sad. That again, she's so good. She could be cut. The two uh quote unquote fat friends could be cut, even though they had no part of the plot. And they literally <clears throat> like they didn't even like each other in the beginning of the movie and then out of yeah. nowhere they like flirt for two seconds and I'm like, <laughs> what, because they're both <clears throat> fat, so you have to put them together? Jesus Christ. Also, <sighs> there was this random guy who the sister like 
hooked up with and he's still like hung up on her but it's got it gets like, <laughs> it's creepy. kind of it is creepy but it's kind of funny but it's funny because at the end he obviously doesn't get her but yeah because like, he's like literally insane yeah <laughs> i think they were singing faith <laughs> they were it was like the night of the bachelorette party, yeah. Right before the wedding, I mean, oh, I'm trying to find it on here. No, I'm literally <laughs> trying to find it on here on the list. So crazy. But yeah, it, I mean, it, it is entertaining. So if you ever want to watch, and like it, the song, the songs, the songs are not sung terribly. Yeah. Like, thankfully, most jukebox musicals do, in fact, get decent people. Yeah. Film wise, Broadway, of course, we're always going to get them singing yeah, well. But like, film wise, sometimes, so long as there's, they're not, um. What is the term when they hire a celebrity? What is that? Oh, Broadway does it a lot. Oh god, like a cash-in. Yes, I believe there is a term for it. I can't remember it at the moment. Yeah. Where um, you look, you hire someone famous to come in and do like a short yeah, run, and sometimes that will happen in actual movies. Yeah, and sometimes it helps, <clears> and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Mean Girls surprisingly is not a jukebox musical. We will eventually do an entire podcast about musical adaptations because that is like a whole different story. And again, something that we also both love terribly. Yeah, for real. But anyway, now, now I want to say what I do not categorize as a jukebox musical is a musical biopic. So Jersey Boys doesn't count the Carol King because you're singing their songs because it's about the artists. It has to be a jukebox musical has to be. Um, and it doesn't have to be a variety of musicals. I do like it with a variety of songs, but it can be by one specific artist. That's perfectly fine. However, it cannot be about the artist itself. Then it is a musical biopic, which in itself is phenomenal. And I love that Rocky man. Still one of the best I've ever seen. Um, Jersey boys is amazing, but still does not count. I'm sorry. Rings of fire. I don't think counts. Um, I'm looking at the list right now. There's, I don't believe there. There's um, the times they are changing. I believe that it's just the music of Bob Dylan. I don't think it's a Bob Dylan biopic. Okay. Xanadu, great example. That is not about Electric Light Orchestra. No. It's just their music. Yeah. Still one of that. One of the better ones. Well, and it's also one that you can pretty much understand. It's insane, yeah. but you can follow the. Pl- it's stupidly easy to follow because it's a stupid plot. Yeah. Also the music adaptation makes fun of how yes. bad the movie yeah. is, so it's like very meta that way. And we love to see it. Yes. Now, do you have a favorite Dubox right. musical? And it can be on Broadway, um, TV, right. real life movie. Stage or screen, okay. Um, do you have a favorite stage one? The one on top of my head right now is Rock of Ages. Hands down. Understandable. Understandable. It's, I love it because <clears throat> it's both like it's both like your traditional musical, but then at the same time, it's very uh, like aware and kind of makes fun of that whole breaking out into song thing. Because there's a term that I actually learned by Lindsay Ellis, who is a YouTuber. She does a lot of um, video essays on like different movies and tropes and musicals. And there's this term that I learned called diegesis, which by- basically means uh, Stunt casting. I'm so sorry. That's, that's what it's called. One. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, continue. Have, okay, so dia- diegetic music or source music is basically music that is part of the fictional setting. So if you, so if um a character in a musical is like performing 
and their character is like a performer, therefore that musical number would be known as diegetic. But a lot of musicals do non-diegetic music, which means only us, the audience, is aware that they're singing. It's kind of like the Jaws theme song. That would be considered non-diegetic because only we know, we, we're the only ones yeah. that hear it. If the characters could hear the song, they'd be able to avoid that damn shark. And then it would kind of take yes. away from the suspense. But anyway, um, because I feel like Rock of Ages does a com combination. Some numbers are uh, diegetic, uh, where they're just completely not aware. And then some are non-diegetic, where obviously, yeah. So <laughs> Love that. Also, I just wanted to show people that I'm smart. <laughs> that's, Woo! That's the only reason why. That's, only, that, that's the only reason you need, Ellen. Thank you. I know one big word. Yay. Um, I am, if as far as I know, theater-wise, I've only seen one Dubuck musical in theater. It is not my favorite. <laughs> in theater. In theater. I'm sorry, the way you said that was so um, it is not even remotely my favorite. It oh, is in no fact <laughs> it is. Oh my god, I hate Buddy, buddy, boy. Buddy, buddy, boy, boy. Buddy, buddy, boy, boy. For those, for those who did not know, there is in fact a musical based around the music of Freddie Mercury and Queen. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Queen, you have been too generous with your music. I. You can lock it down, please. I'm begging you, Jesus. John Deacon made bank because he allowed them to use his music and not be involved. Roger and Brian, well, what was the quote that Roger said, Ellen? What was oh it exactly? God, still, like ten years oh prior. My, God, my skin still crawls thinking about what he literally said. I hate the medium of musical theater. I absolutely hate it. And they allowed them to and become then they a musical. To co-produce a musical with Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. I'll still never forgive you. I don't care. Robert De Niro, what just happened? <laughs> For those who do not know, and I'm going to try to explain this in the layman's term. Yeah. It is basically the universe F X amount of years from now. And everybody is the same. We are basically machines. Yeah. Our brains, we think the same. We dress the same. We act the same. All except... Two people, one specifically has dreams, and in those dreams, he has lyrics, yeah. and he's going to defeat the patriarchy, yeah. and he's basically a reincarnation of Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And then there's a, another character who is a, a, um, a reincarnation of Brian May, and it's really funny because in the musical, they are lovers, and I'm like, the person who wrote this really shits May and fucking Mercury. Aren't the two of them named after Queen lyrics? <laughs> yeah, one of, of them, Scaramooch. Scaramooch. Like, I think so, yeah. And then you have another group. <laughs> and then later in the show, you have another group of, like, I guess, vigilantes. Yeah. They're all named after famous artists. Yes. Ozzy Osbourne, Britney Spears. I feel like different adaptations. They, they try change to it up. Yeah, they it, change so it up. Will be named Cardi B. Yeah. Lizzo. It's it is general. They are the best part of it. They're the comic relief. Yes. They they have really again the music's phenomenal. It's Obviously. really really good. It's just that the storyline is ridiculous. Yeah. There's like an overlord that they named Killer Queen. 
it's it's just too Which much. Which is really funny because if they're so anti rock music, yeah, but all their character names. But again, I'm wondering in a musical like this, in a lot of musicals, I always wonder, and sometimes I wonder, um, do because, <laughs> like I said, in musicals, they usually go um, the non diegetic route where only we know the song. Yes. So I'm wondering, does Queen not exist in We Will Rock You? I think they do, though, because if oh, I remember correctly, he's, he's dreaming. It. And somebody said that there was like there was a uh, a man who was a planet, Freddie Mercury. Okay, yeah. All right. So then this is an exception. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Because, <laughs> I'm so this think is about an it. exception then. So Queen sort of does exist. Yeah. Will yeah. Universe, but the whole plot is them to just <laughs> spread the word of Queen. Yep. To the anti I'm sorry. I just, I just keep who still sing Queen I just, I just keep thinking about how unimportant. I just keep thinking about how unimportant Roger Taylor and John Deacon are to the story. Even though, like John Deacon wrote most of their hits, mm-hmm. and and John Deacon literally wrote. John Deacon wrote both of these, and then fucking Roger Taylor literally wrote fucking um the song that everybody wanted to hear at Live Aid, like. But yeah, they don't fucking matter. I mean, they didn't matter in the fucking biopic anyway. So what does it matter? Ha ha! I'm Brian May. I work for NASA. You want to know when from... I was a kid and I saw a queen, uh, like the Queen Greatest Hits, or I see all four of them, and I thought Brian May was the lead singer because he had the long curly hair. Yeah. Because I thought if you have long curly hair, you're the lead singer. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Brian May thought he was the lead. <laughs> Oh, I feel I so want, bad for any. I want it all, and he said, "I'm a man with a one track." I was like, oh, "I feel so." To- I felt so bad for any Queen fan that listens to us. Listen, listen, we love Brian. That's why we make fun of him. Exactly. That's why we're allowed to. Listen, he needs, he needs to chill. You know, we're just trying to calm him down. <laughs> I have a question for later too. Okay. Is there any Jukebox musical that you that gives you the same reaction that makes you like go off? Because it could have been better. Oh. They had the source material. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you did this. You did this. No, you, you are going to listen. You are going to shut up. You're going to listen to me. Damn it. No. Okay. This, the musical that makes me react that way is the film adaptation <laughs> of Rock of Ages. I'm going to kill myself. This is not even funny. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I I happen to like the film adaptation, but in my defense, I've never seen it live. So I'm willing to. So I didn't know what I was supposed to like about it. I will listen. There are parts that are good. The actors did the best they could with their abilities. I will give them. And I get it. They wanted to try to change the plot a little bit, which I get it. A lot of film adaptations of stage musicals, they change it. They'll either add different songs or cut songs. But, oh my God, you had three hilarious characters in the original stage production. One of them literally goes by the name Regina. That alone is hilarious. And, oh my God. So instead of having Regina and, um, the two, the father-son German duo, Hans and Franz, who come to America and they want to take down the Sunset Strip and turn turn them into malls. And Regina is a protester who tries to help stop it. That was the subplot, which they sort of kept in the movie, but instead of the two German guys, you have Catherine Zeta-Jones, 
uh, who plays like this Christian woman yeah. who's married to the mayor, played by Brian Cranston, who is apparently having an affair with the secretary because of course he is. You know what I mean? Like it's so stupid. And the only reason why she ends up wanting to demolish Sunset Strip is because Stacy Jacks and her hooked up, and then he didn't call her back or something. Which, I mean, like, I get why you'd be mad, but why are you taking it out on everybody else that likes rock music? You know what I mean? I get it. I do. Also, they changed uh, the whole, like, relationship um, story between the two leads. So it was just, oh, my God, it's so stupid. But I will give Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand a pass because they they oddly had pretty good chemistry Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give that to them. I'll give it. To they them. did. They did. Impressive on their end. Listen, oh, sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, that's how I feel. Now, if there is one that worked on Broadway and on film, that is the mother, or if I could say, the mama of jukebox hey! musicals, and that is Mama Mia. Here, here I go again. again, and the sequel, yeah. Mamma Mia. Here we go again. And if, and if they make a part three, they, they supposedly are. are. And if they don't call it under attack, oh, oh, well, throw hands. Oh my god, I'm sorry, Amanda. I love you, but I love this movie. I love it so much. That one works. Now, for those who have, do you want to explain the plot? Just the, the basic plot of Mamma Mia. It's pretty so, simple. So Sophie is about to get married, but she wants to invite her dad. But she don't know who that is so she goes through her mom's diary finds out that her mom was kind of a whore like you do like you do we've all been there hooked up with three guys around the same time and decides to invite all of them but doesn't tell them like but makes the guys think that it's her mom donna that invited them but she doesn't tell her mom so these three guys just show up to greece that's where it takes place because uh donna owns and runs this like hotel (laughs) and so they just show up like the week about the week or day before the wedding and (laughs) all hell breaks loose and what better music than the music of abba can't beat it there are some that should not work there's some that shouldn't but they do they do really well now one that um as of recently came out i haven't seen it but i've listened i've seen um people who have posted like uh glue tacky stuff for those who do not know um there's slime tutorials wink wink um of and it is head over heels which is based off of the music of the go-go's now that one it's medieval it's not really based on true events so it's not really based off of like a specific thing it's just about a um two princesses who are falling like two princesses? They have they're they're both falling in love with different people. The parents are like need to find a way to fall back in love, yeah. and it's based it's based off the song of the Go Go's. That one is very easy to follow, and the music is very good. And even though you're talking about medieval, and then you have like late eighties, early nineties music, it works yeah. very well. That's the beauty of of good music; it can really be timeless. And I think it's I think it's more fun when you use modern music yeah. and have it in a early setting because sometimes you know the two things are not so different after all <laughs> not so different after all <laughs> now there are also some musicals that the plot works so well so well in fact it was a movie first yes there are some there are some jukebox musicals that 
were originally films and they went on to Broadway. And of course, you know, film, you can only fit so many musical numbers in a film because the whole point of film that I've learned, especially from Lindsay Ellis and other uh, people on YouTube, you show, you don't tell. And that's the same thing with musicals. But when you're on Broadway, there's a different kind of caliber you have to follow. And you really do have to sing your fucking heart out because with a film, you can afford all those amazing sets. You can follow all these locations. Sets are expensive as shit. So you better fucking sing to make up for what you are lacking. And one of those specifically is a little musical called Moulin Rouge. For those who do not know, Moulin Rouge was originally a film, I believe it came out in 2005, by Baz Luhrmann. 2001. 2001? Yeah. What came out in 2005 then? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was the last Star Wars movie came out. I'm still thinking of you, McGregor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just saw the Kenobi trailer. I'm still high on it. I'm sorry. Oh my for those, but for those who do not know, this is one of my favorite musicals of all time. It's one of my favorite films of all times. I the first time I saw it, I literally was like, "Why is <laughs> that's Obi Wan Kenobi? Why is Obi Wan Kenobi singing?" <laughs> the plot of Willan Rouge. Ellen, do you want to tell everybody? Okay, so Ewan McGregor plays like this struggling, poor, like he's a writer. He's a writer. And uh, he ends up falling in love with Satine, played by Nicole Kidman, who's this, like, <laughs> dancer. Prostitute. Prostitute or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, he ends up falling in love with her. And she ends up falling in love with him. But then there's this duke who has money. And he wants to, uh, like, put money into the Moulin Rouge to turn it into a theater. That way she can become a real actress. But, of course, she has to, like sleep with him in order for that to happen but she's in love with the writer but the writer but thanks to movie misunderstandings and weird circumstances he ends up writing a musical for her and um the duke ends up funding it but then slowly he finds out that she's been hooking up with the writer and all hell breaks loose and oh and she's sick like she has she straight up has tuberculosis yeah it's great wonderful in the very beginning though they tell you that like, yeah she the first line of the movie is really like the love of my life is dead yeah. that is the so first line they let you know die. it starts at the end and then you go back to like because the character's name is christian and you find out that he is a hopeless romantic he wants to write about love but he's never been in love so what better place to find about love than go to paris yeah specifically the moulin rouge, rouge. A bunch of prostitutes are singing a musical brothel if you will this children's songs there's so many songs throughout this movie. This is one of the rare films that actually allows you to use Smells Like Teen Spirit. They use a snippet of it and it fits the it moment so perfectly. Like, they use what? they use songs from different generations. Yeah. So like there there are 80 songs, there's 50 songs. Uh Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend is yeah. is in it. And they also use David Bowie's Nature Boy. Yes. I heard, which I found out years ago was actually, I think, a Nat King Cole song. That's it's nuts. It's been covered by so many yeah. people, so I thought it was a Taylor I believe Cole he song. did sing it for the, um, I think they have his version on the soundtrack. Yes, they do. I believe he came back to re-record it. I love it. Uh, but um, I also love that there is sort of a theme within the songs, with the exception of a couple, but a lot of the songs are about love. Yes. Now, this musical also has a thing where, like, they're, they're mostly songs that were already well-known. Yeah. But there are two songs that were written 
before the movie. And that is uh, Fly Away, which is a teen song. And then there's also Come What May, which is the duet. Now in the musical on Broadway, um, I believe they they keep it the same. They have jukebox musicals and then they obviously have um, Come What May. And I I don't believe they have Fly Away. I think they ended up re- I think they rewrote it to give her a different song. I don't remember which song it is. It was, was. And I have listened to Come What May for the musical. They do a great job. They'll never be. They'll never be. You're never be Nicole Kidman and you McGregor. Impossible. When you first hear this song, when you first see this movie, the first song that you McGregor sings is Elton John's song. You want to tell him what song it is, Ellen? It's your song your song and you first hear him song and he it again this movie's like misunderstanding island like everybody's she thinks he's somebody else she's trying to seduce him he doesn't know what to do so he just starts singing this man sings like an angel this man sings so well i feel like i am i'm limo miranda talking about the about (laughs) his own musical like oh he sings like an angel he's gonna sing so well you don't know if spine man can sing yes he can he can sing so well and he can What's funny though is that in the Moulin Rouge movie universe, these songs that are obviously famous in real life, I guess don't exist in the yeah, Moulin no. Rouge universe. Yeah, no, because it's also like 1930s. It yeah. As he's singing it, like he's making up as he goes go along. So, they also changed some of the arrangements because you yeah. have Roxanne by by the police in this. Oh that, my, it's slow. That this was violins. A, that was a reset okay now do you have you ever lit you've listened to this to the cast recording obviously um have you listened to the have you listened to the roxanne of the uh, um Broadway? yeah I'm afraid to. we're gonna listen to it later okay. it's not well, heard parts of bad it, though, it's not here, yeah it's not bad it's not bad but again the thing, the also thing that worked about Moulin Rouge is that it didn't overdo it knew exactly how many songs it needed when those songs had to come in but like we said with musicals, you have to have a, a certain amount of songs and you have to sing your ass off to prove your point. Yeah. The issue is those who decided to bring it to Broadway and ha- and choose the songs that they were going to perform chose a very strange time frame from when the songs came out. Because it was a lot of early 2010s yeah. to like late 2010 yeah. songs that were chosen which didn't fit because again you had songs from like the 1940s going all the way until like 2001 when the movie first yeah. came out i guess they figured because we're doing this musical so much later yeah we gotta keep up with the time another right? issue with it is that they have a lot of mashups yeah. to the point where it, fucking glee it got so many so many mashups to the point where, uh, I there, was like, if I hear one more mashup, I'm gonna this this like, this musical. Yes. When I was listening to the cats recording, when it officially came out, you can ask Ellen. Ellen knows knows this. I was going through literal whiplash because I went from not knowing what to do to really liking it to not really sure to loving it to hating yeah. it to the point when now I'm just very indifferent because I haven't seen it. And from what a lot of people say, this is one of the musicals that you have to actually see to enjoy. We have a friend that had seen it and she loved it. Yeah. We have another friend who only knows the soundtrack and she liked it. One day I will see it. I know I will. But for right now, it gives me whiplash. I do feel like it is one of those stage musicals where, like, once you're there and you see the sets and the costumes and the dancing, it'll probably distract you from yes. the ridiculous amount of magic. 
So there's a song in in the movie. They call it the Elephant Love Medley. Oh, it is so good. Oh. They put just the right amount of songs. yes. Like it's just so good. But then in the Broadway version, they add they add so many more, so many songs where it's like <laughs> now it's not even like a phrase. It'll be like a half a lyric, yeah. and then all of a sudden, now listen, song. is it still a very good song? Of course, it's still very good. Uh, part of the reason why it annoys me is because now I got to learn an entire different, like ninety more verses. Exactly. I don't. I, you know how hard it was for me to memorize the original Elephant Love Medley. Now you got to yeah. learn this one too. It also like goes beat by beat. The elephant love medley. This one, again, it go it, it goes like, by too quickly. What's got to do with it? Yeah. Come, come yeah. down now. Yeah. Like, what? I didn't even know one of the songs on that medley. That was That's painful. Not good. No. That does not happen. <laughs> That's crazy. But didn't they win some Tonys? Although that <laughs> that year was the pandemic. They it won some Tonys. I don't remember for one musical I think of the won year. For either I know it. I know it won for best leading actor as the only person nominated with seventy percent. Thirty percent was like thirty percent was just like too many mashups. Too many mashups. Couldn't be me. Even though that's not really the actor's fault. Yeah. Too many mashups. Too many letters. Yeah. Too many letters. Can do it. Can't do it. Now. Now, the only other musical, jukebox musical, that has ever made me have that emotion, musicals that drive me bonkers. And that is when musicals decide that either their audiences are stupid or they're they're like, hey, you know who really likes to come to Broadway? Feminist. Because movie, because there are some musicals that, that desire to be so woke or so, or they're like, we're going to give our woman <laughs> woke. Woke. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> there are some, there are some musicals that are like, hey, we're going to take this character yeah. who's like a woman and we're going to. She's not going to be like other women. She's going to have thoughts. She's going to have opinions. She's going to have thoughts. I can name three fucking musicals right now. She's going to not be with the guy at the end because she doesn't need a man because having a man makes her weak. Now, the first one that I'm going to talk about is a musical that um, I don't believe ended up coming out yet due to COVID. And that was And Juliet. And And Juliet was a what if scenario where what if Juliet didn't die at the end of Romeo and Juliet? What if she, I don't hate that concept, but it was not from what I've seen and what I heard when I say again with Moulin Rouge, I, I like went up and down. Yeah. I was literally, I I don't know how to describe it. The soundtrack. I don't want to say trigger because it didn't trigger me. I didn't get upset. I was just, I didn't know what to do with it because they use songs by Max Martin. So they use a lot of Britney Spears songs, Backstreet Boys songs, and sing songs. Um, Kesha songs, like songs of Max Martin, who, for those who don't know, Max Martin made our fucking childhood. He's written every single Ariana Grande, any pop song you have that has made the top 40. He has written teenage dream. Bon Jovi. He fucking wrote It's My Life for Bon Jovi. That makes sense because that yeah. sounded more pop than their yeah. visuals. 
he he's phenomenal he, a lot of pink songs yeah. so they had a very large arrangement to choose from it it just didn't work yeah. and but it was the way you, some of the songs were written didn't work yeah but when you say that when you heard the songs and you weren't like t- triggered you just did it just sound like a bunch of covers basically it sounded like, like a bunch a yes yes thank you they were a bunch of covers that did not try well enough oh, or if they were performed the arrangement did not fit like there's one song uh, i'm trying to look at it now and remember which one it is but it was uh performed by one of the one of the characters that you find out is gay even though he he joins a relationship with a woman because he's just like i could be straight i believe it was if i'm looking at it correctly i think it was i kissed a girl and now i love that song i love i kissed a girl it's a great song paul mac whatever i love the song it just it didn't work it did not work Now there are some some musical uh, musicals that have that concept that could work. Now we have the Britney Spears um, musical. It's not based on her. It's once upon a once one a, one time. time, and it's basically princesses, original fairy tale characters that end up reading the feminist mystique, and they realize that we don't need princes, and they sing Britney yeah. Spears songs. Like now that. again. <laughs> I it could work if it's orchestrated correctly. I don't trust them to because again, <laughs> I am on the side of well, women can have women can have it all. They can have love and success. You don't have to choose, and I don't understand why this whole thing. I blame Hallmark, where it's like the big woman, the woman from the big city, has to leave her big city job to love and fall in love with a farmer. Yeah. Or she could do both. She could zoom. Yeah, exactly. Did the pandemic teach them nothing? Oh, why, why can't the guy move? Ever thought about yeah. That? Are what there, the fuck? There's parks. He can work at a nice park yeah. and plant some flowers. Why does yeah. she have to leave? And Ellen, you know, you know how I feel about Jagged Little oh, Pill. Gonna... You want to talk about Jagged Little Pill? <sighs> okay, so obviously Jagged Little Pill was one of the biggest albums of the 90s, dare I say of all time, Alanis Morissette. Phenomenal songs on that album. I will never, I will never take that away no. from her. I'm not, that's, that's not what I'm here to do. Um, but the musical, okay. So number one, they try to advertise this musical, which is obviously the same name, Jagged Little Pill. They try to say it's the biggest woke musical since Hair. Now, for those that don't know, Hair is obviously one of the most iconic musicals ever because not only did it have a very important message, but they made this musical wild the Vietnam War was happening. So that's what made it even more like, I mean, it was made in the 60s it was. during all this yes. time. But anyway, so when you have a new musical coming out and they're trying to put it up in that same pedestal as a musical like Hair, you better have brought your fucking A game. Yeah, there's a thought. And obviously we didn't see it but we listened to some of the songs but then we started hearing about um some actors some backstage stuff apparently some rewriting of a character who was supposed to be non-binary but then they didn't do it and then they kept denying that they did it even though there are receipts that they did i don't know it's a whole fucking mess um an actor couldn't get out of work to undergo a very important like medical surgery and it like really messed them up i don't know i wasn't there i'm just going by what i've heard so a lot of people are kind of frustrated you have this musical that's supposed to be so woke and so aware and stuff meanwhile you can't treat your actors with basic human decency i'm sorry i did 
it's it were, I don't even know what the plot of Jagged Little Pill is, to be honest. I can't, it's, it's just so about much. a family. It's really just about a family. Like, the mother is, like, she's on, like, pill, like, antidepressants, but she doesn't really have a lot of emotion. But she does. She worries so much. And the dad, the dad doesn't realize that anything is going on. Like, he thinks everything's fine. The mm-hmm. sister is adopted, and she's African-American, so she's been adopted into this white family. And the mom, like, refuses to acknowledge that the daughter is, like, African-American. Like, because she in, in her defense, devil's advocate, she's like, you're my daughter. Obviously, I know you're black, but you're still my daughter at the end of the day. Um, The brother is, like is like just a, a brother and like he is he's he's there and like he's really good friends with a character uh, with this other guy that like raped the best friend's sister at a party and then the sister is also having like she dealing with her sexuality because her other best friend like uh, the kid that was supposed to be a they them but it's just like a tomboy now i guess i don't fucking know they don't explain it anyway um they end up having they were together for a little while but then she ends up falling for this guy and of course if a bisexual woman goes with a guy it's the end of the fucking world she no longer bisexual apparently she garbage she garbage it's a lot it is a lot okay if i wanted to see a musical about a like a dysfunctional family going through it just go watch next to literally you could also see aaron trevett in that too exactly although it's it's not a jukebox musical, and apparently it's really fucking sick. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm afraid. I read like, about it online. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. But some of the songs yeah. are fucking good. But yeah. There so. is another jukebox musical making its way to Broadway. Oh. And that is Invincible. The Pat. Oh! Now, now I talked a lot of shit, especially on Anne Juliet, because Invincible, which uses the music of Pat Benatar. Yeah. Is also based off of it's a reimagine a reimagining of Romeo and Juliet. However, the reason why I have high hopes is because they're not promoting it as feminist. Um, they're not promoting it as woke. They're just like it's gonna be Romeo and Juliet with Pat Benatar music, and it's I'm fucking ready. And for those who do not know, um, the actor of uh, James Hayden Rodriguez, who is in um the lightning thief is going to be playing Romeo and Abigail Barlow from Barlow and bear, who was the one that created the unofficial Bridgerton musical on TikTok. Oh She's God. going to be playing Juliet. So, oh, so we're good. We have people with talent in this. So I'm very excited. And I know uh, Pat Benatar and her husband, they wrote a couple of new yeah. songs. They even played, Oh, one of them when we got to yeah. see them in concert. They were actually pretty good. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I am excited oh, for that. Also, Ellen, there's one music, there's one jukebox musical. We forgot to talk about it. Strange magic. Strange magic. I love and I hate that musical. That movie. The only reason I even found that <laughs> movie, okay, so I developed a weird obsession with ELO's song Strange Magic. Yep. And I would look up any cover of it I could find. And there was one that said Alan Cumming and Evan, Evan Rachel Wood. And I was like, they they know each other, let alone like they've been sing in together. So I listened to it and I'm like, oh, this is a pretty good version. I look up what it's from. And then we ended up seeing the movie, and I was, it was like, so Geez. much. It was so bad. Take the wheel. Wasn't one of, one of the guy from a show you used to watch in it? One <laughs> of the actors from this, this, this show called Nashville, which was about like a bunch of country singers and stuff. It actually was a pretty good show. But yeah, he was in it. Fucking Elijah Kelly. 
was in it. Maya Rudolph. It wasn't was great. It. it wasn't great. It wasn't the songs great. and the songs were okay. And they the sang is, them well. But the thing is, they would do a song and then you could breathe for like one second and then all of a sudden yeah. another song. It's like, give me a second to yeah. take in what you just sang. The one thing I will say is that the cover of um I Will Never Fall in Love Again by Burt Bacharach. That one's very good. Yeah. Um, but it's and really Strange Magic. Yeah, and Strange Magic was great. I liked the idea that you have the villain starting to fall in love yes. with another with We love an enemy to lover. Who, you know, was in love, but then yeah. found out she, she's she's never going to fall in love again, and then she falls in love with literally like the villain. Uh, the villain. Again, we love I a like god. That. I just realized this would be like that would be the Raylo musical. Hey, they're both. Hey, 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 hey. George Lucas brought both to light. So, yeah, created by George Lucas. Never let that go. I feel like deep down somewhere there is a Star Wars musical. I just don't know about it. I feel like it's for the best. Because yeah. if it was a Star Wars musical, Does I would lose like my a shit. There's definitely like an unofficial one somewhere. Oh, speaking of fan made musicals. Isn't there one that's a jukebox musical? The, the it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So, so there is a theater. Um, the name escapes me. Excuse me. But there is an unofficial. This theater is known for doing unofficial musicals that oh. they write, they choose the songs, they do it, and they will also stunt cast because there's always one main member of the cast that has like done other stuff. So yeah. this one, I believe, his name is Clayton. He was from a uh, Teen Beach movie. Garrett Clayton. That's yeah. what it is. Garrett yeah. Clayton. He was from Teen Beach movie. He played Pennywise. When I say this musical is self-aware, it's gay, it's camp. Like he is, he is gay, but he also has a, a strong connection to classical music. There's a lot to, there's a lot to yeah. unpack, <laughs> but it's so good. And like, <laughs> they sing a pretty Spears song. They sing <laughs> It's so good because it's self-aware yeah. it's self-aware of itself like when the characters are introduced and they're like i'm eddie casback and i'm not gonna die <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is that the character because for those who don't know in it chapter two uh the character richie Tozer is gay they brought this in because the two actors the one rich eddie casback is played by a female yeah. but you know obviously they dress him up like a guy and it's really funny because she's married to the one that played richie so That's they're on my chemistry it's beautiful That's Oh my god, don't they sing Learn to Love Again? Yes! <laughs> I need more fan-made musicals. Please, please. People, if you're creative... I know, like, the Very Potter musical. It. The Very Potter musical is does cap, but it's not a jukebox musical. Yeah. But one day we'll talk, again, we'll talk about musical adaptation. So I'll yeah. be in another video. I, I want more fan-made musicals. No. Sometimes they're really freaking good. No. If... Wait, you have a quiz. Let's do let's oh, the quiz because right then I have a question. I have a question for you. Oh, God. Okay. The quiz is uh, from BroadwayWorld.com. <laughs> Which jukebox <laughs> musical are you? Yeah. All right. So we're going to find out uh, what matters most to you in life. Being true to yourself, being kind to others, making a difference, following your passions, being there for family. Or being surrounded with friends. Why am I doing a terrible job? Uh, let's go surrounded by friends. All right. I like that. Okay. What's your go-to social media app? Is it Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, LinkedIn, or YouTube? LinkedIn I'm going to go with Twitter. It would have been TikTok, but I'm going to go with yeah. Twitter. This quiz is probably old. Uh, uh, how would your friends describe you? Passionate, 
caring, driven, loyal, outgoing, understanding. Understanding, I believe. I hope. I don't know. No, I see you understanding. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite hobby? Listening to music, dancing, partying, writing, writing, shopping, shopping or spending time <laughs> Raising the roof. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna put writing. I need. I need a musical that thinks it's woke and then just. Like, <laughs> we're gonna raise the roof, everybody. Okay. Why did the Why did the quiz go? Oh wait. Found it. Just kidding. What's your favorite subject in school? English, chemistry, music, math, social studies, or psychology? English. Yeah. English. Okay. And what's your zodiac sign? Your Pisces. Pisces. So I'm gonna click on that. Submit. Ooh, you got your beautiful the Carol King music. Oh, very oh, nice. My parents. Crazy. My parents saw that front row because I paid for the tickets. Because you're a good. Because I'm a good daughter. daughter. I want to see that one. I like I've that heard really thing. good things about it. I forget that she wrote so many yeah. like amazing songs. I tend to forget that a lot of these artists can write songs. All right, Ellen, same question. Oh, Hang on, as soon as I can get into it. What matters most to you in life? Being true to yourself, being kind to others, making a difference, following your passions, being there for your family, being surrounded by friends. I guess being true to yourself. True to yourself. True to yourself. Didn't they try to do a musical? Wasn't it called Good Vibrations? Yes, and I would honestly watch that. I would. I, I would see it. What's your social? What's your go-to social media app? Uh, I guess Twitter. How would your friends describe you? Passionate, caring, driven, loyal, outgoing, understanding. I want to say outgoing. Outgoing, you got it. Thank you. What's your favorite hobby? Listening to music, dancing, raising the roof, partying, shopping, spending time with friends. <laughs> I guess listening to music. Sounds good. God damn it. What do you go oh, with? You okay. There, uh, your favorite subject at school? Probably music. Music? You got it. And you are a Libra. Yes. Submit. You were Donna Summer the musical. Hi. I love her. Oh, thank you. Oh. I guess you could say that too. Last dance. Okay. All right, here's the question. Is there one artist you would love to see have a jukebox musical? Now, remember, it can't be a biopic. It has to be a jukebox musical. Okay. Is there one artist that you haven't seen yet that you think needs justice? I could see Pink. I could see it. She has a lot. Yeah. It, and it could be like a fictional story about a girl. Because she had yeah. a lot of songs about her childhood. And then about how she was trying yeah. to make it in the industry. There's yeah. Just, there's there's a lot options. There's options. There's a lot, or you could do maybe like one of those musicals where it's different stories. Mm -hmm. And they all, they all intertwine. I, I like that. I want to see more musicals like that. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of crap for this. But this is this. But this light bulb came from a fake clickbait article. Yeah. But I would. I would. It done right, like Chemical Romance. Oh no, one hundred percent. They got, did Green Day. Yeah, exactly. They did Green Day. What's the, yeah, that's a jukebox musical. Oh, we also, didn't even think about that. Oh, so you're gonna tell me that you you're willing to feature Liza Minnelli in one of your songs, and you're not gonna yeah. want a Broadway musical based on music? Yeah. Come on. They could literally have it be about the Black yeah. Parade, and then tie in songs from their other albums to it as well. I, 
if they're involved yeah and they have like control music wise i think it could really be good i know i'm gonna get a lot of shit for it but i don't care i don't think so i, I think i will not be silent i am not gonna be silent for one so number one i want there to be a um like one with elton john but i also just want rocky man on broadway like i specifically yeah. want that but i i want queen to have justice and i just want someone to write no, a normal musical i just want there to be a normal fucking musical it genuinely bothers me like their songs are so good like freddie murphy didn't fucking die for this shit, but apparently he did like he probably would like it, but it's not even campy. Like at least the Diana in the musical was so fucking weird that it was campy. So people were like Diana probably would have loved it. It's not campy. It's so pretentious in its own right. And I'm like, Freddie, Frederick, please, Frederick Mercury, little Fabio. Oh my God, a monkey's musical? Yes. Please. It's about Reginald Fairfield. <laughs> He's the lead character. Oh my God. Who else loves Will? Uh, um, I know your friend had been thinking about writing a Fleetwood Mac musical. Yeah. That would have been good. That'd be so dumb. I know there are people who want to do a George Michael one. Ooh, yeah. Apparently. I could see it. You mean Last Christmas? Imagine that as a musical. Like on Broadway. Okay. I'd watch it. But I want a different story. <laughs> I don't, oh, you mean the story that you could pinpoint the moment the movie started? Well, like he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know they already did one, but I want another David Bowie Fox musical. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it. He but has Lazarus enough. Lazarus was more similar to a movie that he did, Man to yeah. the Earth. So I feel like, I mean, it's a jukebox musical regardless, but I would like a different story. Yeah. One that hasn't been. Again, we are lovers of 80s music, so I would love Ooh. to see, like, another, like... Yeah. Another 80s musical could be fun. All right, imagine a, a jukebox musical okay. that takes place at Live Aid. Oh. But it's not about the performers. It's, it's about, about the, the people, people going. going. And it goes back and forth between New York and... No, I'm sorry, not New York, but fuck, America and England. And wait, 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 because remember, there's one artist that was at both. Phil Collins, it ends on the Phil Collins song. It could happen, okay, bro. I, have, I give you permission. I had a really weird idea for Jukebox Musical. I'm going to hit me with it. I, told, I think I told you and Letty about it. Tell us. Know. Okay, so it would be, and I'm sorry, but another Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yes! Okay, but, yes! Here, but here's my idea. Okay, so the Phantom used to be friends with a guy who was a struggling songwriter for so long. They parted They parted ways uh, after the guy found out that his uh, girlfriend was pregnant with, with a child. I'm sorry, I just love the idea of Eric having friends. <laughs> I know, right? But anyway, but um, he and he ends up really successful, has like an amazing songwriting career. Like he wrote songs for any famous artist throughout the 80s. And, but then he unfortunately gets sick and he uh, and he writes a letter to Eric saying, like, promise me that, you know, when I'm gone, watch over my daughter. Yeah. You know, so hence the whole Phantom Christine. But instead, her name is Christy. <laughs> it's modern. And, and so uh, Christy ends up working um, like as an assistant uh, for one of the singers. And they end up wanting to um, have like a 
award show ceremony celebrating her dad's career. Yeah. And they all want to sing like a song that he wrote for them. And then he had a song that he wrote but never released because he wanted to release it himself, but he was worried he wouldn't be good enough. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out who's going to sing that song. And of course the Madonna type character, mm. Madonna, Madonna, she of course wants to do it. Yeah. She's like, I sold most of his hits. It should be me. But everyone's like, well, I think it'd be better if like maybe Christy did it. She's his daughter. He yeah. wrote it about her. Da, da, da. And then of course the fandom is just like, she's going to sing it. And if you don't like it, it's just going to, there are songs that I already had in my head that could be brought. It would be a lot of 80s songs, obviously. Like, what song was the song, though? Uh, say it, there, Ellen. There, there, there were three, okay, uh, okay, three, okay, okay, okay. There was you spin me round like a record where he would sing she's like so in love with this phantom but they don't think he exists so they're like singing it making fun of her but then yeah. it turns into a big number and then another song uh by oh god what's her name Laura something um the song is called self-control i've shown you the music, music yeah video, yeah because again the music video gives phantom vibes yeah so yeah that's all i got beep I have a question. Time. I have a question. Is there a Raoul in this, or is she ending up? Think about Raoul. now. You gotta get down deep. I know, but I didn't even think about Raoul at the moment. I was just thinking about the three songs and the arrangements in my head. Because I even thought of Point of No Return. It would start a cappella, like the girl singing the chorus, like. I can feel the passion to the point of no return. And then it goes into the do, 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 do. I want this. Someone make it happen. This water's empty. Tweet, 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 tweet Abigail Biggle uh, Barlow and be like, I got you a new TikTok musical. I got you a new I hope you get that one day. I hope you get that one day. Do you have any? It's just a it's it's literally just another queen one. <laughs> but I'm mean because I also love um we, I'm I'm I love to kill people. So I love the idea of like people either their friend is dying or their friend no probably not not that their friends already did but like their friend like they were friends years ago and like they all went their separate ways and they got like he he died and he wants like one final weekend of like how it used to and be they before, go to live aid. and they and then they go to live aid oh my god he's dying of stop <laughs> that's so sweet yeah but imagine the live aid. yeah but the live aid one it's all about the people going to live aid but they're singing the songs from people that were performing at live aid and again, it bounces back and forth between America and England, America yeah. and England. Stop, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and then everybody, it ends on Phil Collins. Sung by Phil Collins. Yes. We are the champions, but it'll end on a Phil Collins song. But which one? That's <laughs> the one that has like a, a good message. Of, like, <laughs> Something from Tarzan. 
<laughs> it didn't come out yet, but yeah, he, no, but he won so hard. Two worlds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh my God. Yes. Someone make it happen. Phil Collins, a Genesis Parker. musical. I could see that. I could see that being a Genesis musical. I don't know enough Genesis. I know. So I know like maybe two. Also, I feel like the Genesis musical, I feel like they're going to end up using Phil Collins so they work alongside yeah. it. Yeah, but the, the, they did that the same thing with the Go-Go musical. Yeah, they used they um, Blend using... Us Up. Yeah, so. They have options. Exactly. Listen, at the end of the day, we love musicals. Yes. We do not we, care. We love when people burst into song and dance. And sometimes <laughs> it makes perfect sense. And sometimes it does not. But I do not care because it's entertaining as hell. I mean, yeah, I could totally write a musical. We could do it. We yeah. could, we got this. Oh my god, is there a jukebox musical that you think should just be remade because it was either really good and you want to see someone else do it, or it was just really bad and you need them to fix it? Yeah, I know. That's that. Why did Until I the day I die, that will be I the one that bothers me. Um, no, to, to, I just again, I even if it's bad, as long as the songs are good, I'm still going to enjoy watching it. In for the most part, if the songs make sense for it. Um, I don't know. What about you? Other than we were rock you, I don't really have one. So I was like, there's again, I just you can make anything into a juice box musical. Make Rock of Ages another try. Yeah. I actually put Regina in it. That would be fun. You had, you had, you could have had Emma Stone play her. You could have had Andy Samberg and Bill Hader play Hans and Franz. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. Where, what? Adam Shankman. What yeah. are you thinking? A lot. Also, don't cast Catherine Zeta Jones, who won an Oscar for Chicago, and then not let her dance. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all I have yeah. to say. Yeah. Okay. And well, on that note, on that note, we thank you for listening to us. Yeah, we you. will eventually. We will eventually do an episode where we talk about musical adaptations, Ooh. which is something that we also love yes. because they can go really, 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 good. really, really good or really, really bad. And we will definitely talk about that. Oh yeah. So this was trashy talking. Were we trashed, or was <laughs> the topic trash? That's, That's up to you. Bye. Bye.